Let, let me just answer this. Really like I, I literally thought you had one of those 50s mics, you know, just like Elvis, you know. No, yeah, literally. And, they, and then they, they stretch out their throat muscles so that it can be, I don't know, maybe that's more baritone. Um, but, I mean, as Usher would say. I don't know. As Usher would say, yeah. Um, Put your condom sock on, though. Put oh, your shit. Put sock on. Because shit. It's, yeah. Am I? I know. I gotta Tell be- me you didn't just take it Wait, off your foot. That's so funny. I literally <laughs> thought, have. like, I've never heard of that Usher song before in my life. Put that condom sock on. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that? I'm like, oh, yeah. that's the microphone talk. It's microphone talk. It's like, I never heard what that else, fucking song. What else would you call it? What else would you call it? It's a, it's a, it's a mic. It's pro- a, a microphone yeah. prophylactic. It's a, it's it really it's is. A, a, uh, American Pie sock. <laughs> American Pie sock. I can't hear Eddie. Eddie, are you okay? I can't hear Eddie. Oh, testing now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, was on, I was on double muted. I, was, I had to fart. That's why. I don't want no one to hear. <laughs> well, that's going into the episode. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of season three of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts My provide a refined open. and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, Sean? I want to go to the butterfly room with you. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie? Wow. Wow. So long, partner. I want to live in the Ken and Barbie dream house. And Brandon. You've been wanting to live there for a long time. You, you, want, to, you want to know why this movie didn't suck? It's because Bo Peep is not in it. Just throwing that out there. I have a room for nothing but clothes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> This season, we've decided that each host will pick a film from each decade from the 70s to today that exemplifies that time period. Some of the films will be underrated, some classics, while others will be overrated piles of cinematic crap. To finish off each decade, the host will have a group pick that wraps up the decade in style. As with every review, we give our goals to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we've just watched? At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being the perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five being the sort of film that you'd rather jump headlong into a landfill incinerator than finish the movie. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was like Temple of to Doom our, right there. In addition to our <laughs> review, we always pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail selection, so please feel free to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen, or in this case, blend, uh, and settle in for what we hope will <laughs> pop be the fucking top off and just drink. With with that, mm. what? What movie do we have uh, uh, bouncing its way into our lives this evening, Brandon? Well, tonight we have our third entry into our 2010s films, and this one was selected by me. Uh, But with this entry, we make gentlemen history by bringing in our first animated film, and it's about friggin' time. 2010s, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen-led movie, genius movie, our childhood movie, I think, Toy Story, but the third one. In this, the third entry of the Toy Story franchise, (laughs) the crew is mistakenly delivered to a daycare center instead of the attic shortly before Andy leaves for college. It's up to Woody to convince the gang that they weren't abandoned and that they would be better off staying close to their humans and staying as a fucking group, unlike four, 
and then return home. This wonderfully animated and sentimental film is rated an 8.3 on IMDb, has a critic's fucking score of 98% and an audience score of 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. The best of the best. The best of the best. The film rounds out its all-star cast with Joan Cusack, the late Ned Beatty. Beatty? Beatty. 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 Yeah, it's Beatty. Uh, The late Don Rickles. It's Beatty. Late Don Rickles, the late oh. Estelle Harris. Do we want to just keep talking about all these dead people? We have the living Michael Keaton, well, no, Wallace I, Shaw, I, I, Pass I by History, John man. Ratzenberger, they all just died. They all and, just died. And let's not forget one of my favorite characters. I have a Funko Pop. I have a, a little stuffed animal. I have all sorts of Mr. Pricklepants. Uh, the wonderful Timothy Dalton. Are you classically trained? <laughs> See, really I'm sorry. James Bond. Two actors that played James Bond. I mean, look at that. You could, you could take over. You really could. I love Timothy Dalton. Uh, so let me just. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll save it for the review. Jeremiah, go ahead. Sorry. No worries. Look at he's just so happy. So excited. He's I am Bond. so happy. <laughs> <laughs> two actors. Before Wait, we get into our. Second? Well, we actually did. You know, we did uh, Skyfall, our previous oh, okay, episode. Okay. So right. it's two episodes in a row. Before we get into yeah. our cocktail selection, we need to talk about whose film this is and additionally what our initial impressions of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. Since this is Brandon's film, Brandon, tell us why you picked this uh, beautiful classic. So we were going through it and uh, I was going through the list. We were talking about it, honestly, too. Um, I think that 2000 to 2010 to me is one of the better decades. And then 2010 to 2019, I think it kind of dropped off a little bit and it had kind of these different movies that kind of rose to the top at the same time. Some kind of got lost in their way. Um, and I think that Toy Story 3 is an important movie to talk about and to, to, to do for our, our podcast because I remember being um, – when, when did Toy Story 1 come out? What was that, 94? 95. 95, yeah. somewhere 95, around there. Yeah. So I, I was 9, 10, somewhere around there. And I remember watching this movie that didn't look like anything I'd ever seen before. And I was in the theater and, and you know – it was adults and it was kids and it was kids with, with adults and adults that didn't have kids and everybody was just fucking enjoying this movie. And I think that, you know, it, number one, the Toy Story franchise, it cemented Pixar as a, as a game changer. But then Toy Story 3 came along, you know, 20 some years later and basically rocked the boat again. And it said no longer are, are Disney movies, are Pixar movies, meant to be just enjoyed as kids or in family structures, right? That this is a movie that adults can enjoy. And so um, I remember sitting down, it was at the El Capitan Theater in in, uh, in Hollywood and seeing um, Toy Story 3. Wow. And, and it was the first time I saw it. It was, for, it was opening weekend. And I remember just thinking, holy shit, this, this, this movie changes animation. Um, so I'm going to save my excitement, but also my frustration uh, for the podcast as well. Jeremiah, what do you think? Uh, I remember seeing this movie, and Eddie, did I see this movie with you in the theaters? Uh, we might have. I mean, it was 2010. Yeah, I remember. It was a good s- chance. There's a good chance that we saw. I don't this think movie I saw together. this movie with Selena, so that's not the movie you take when you're first dating. I mean, oh, this I, is exactly the first movie you take when you're first date. We both realized we loved it, and we're like, "What?" Why no, you watch I took together? I took Amanda I to know. Stop Loss. That was a <laughs> shitty movie to take her to. I, I know you guys want to see Brandon right? picks a bad movie to go see. <laughs> she wanted to Sorry, see a Jim Tatum was Fucking stop loss. Pull that one from the fucking like, <laughs> from the so, like pile of heap. <laughs> it had Channing so, Tatum. I remember this. It's better than never back down. <laughs> 
So I remember seeing this in the theaters, and I remember thinking, like, this is a fucking G-rated movie. Like, this is fucking scary some of the times and whatnot, dark, dude. It was, it was dark so too. dark. But literally, like, we watched the movie. It was amazing. It was like, wow, you know, it was on another level with Pixar. And the ending, I mean, you, you're seeing, like, two people just, like, crying their eyes out. Like, just, like, emotional and just, like, you know, I love you, man. You know, that type of shit and everything. <laughs> and then we watched it, you know, for our podcast. And I was literally kind of doing the same thing <laughs> at the end of this <laughs> fucking movie. So it's, I think, honestly, it's. It's one of those classic Pixar films, and I'm so glad that we get to talk about it. So, uh, Eddie, uh, what do you think, yo? I was so excited that we picked this movie as our first animation movie. Um, I and like how Toy Story 1 came out. It was ahead of its time, and Toy Story 3 did nothing less but also put this movie way ahead of how this future of animated movies are going towards. They make it a little bit more dark, a little bit more adult-friendly, uh, you know, it's there's this clear line of, you know, this is a this was a great movie to watch with your kids and also just with your your significant other just on the couch. You know, that's what we did today. We watched the movie, uh, you know, right after school. It was a family movie uh, afternoon, and at the end of the movie, Slay and I were just crying, and little Noah, our son, was crying. So it was just like, okay, <laughs> Jacob was passed out, so it was good. I was I was, I was, I was excited. Yeah, but it, it was almost like. You know, and then now seeing the little girl, you know, I don't want to ruin the movie, but Andy pass over the toys to uh, a little girl, a Bonnie. That was just like I saw so much of both sides of that. You know, like having a little girl now in the in the in the sure. picture, and this it was just different. I liked it a lot. It was awesome. Hell yeah, Sean. So so the first time I saw this movie, I probably only seen this movie three times, including today when I watched it for the podcast. Mm, but this year, the first, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I was actually in San Francisco. So I was there with Brett, uh, and he was running his marathon, and yes. me and his his then girlfriend, now wife, uh, and her brother, we all drove to. San Francisco to watch him run the San Francisco marathon. And the day before we were like, okay, what, what can we do that takes zero energy? (laughs) And he was like, let's go watch toy story three. And we were (laughs) all just dirty crying in the theater with a bunch of children. It was, it was Brandon knows that I, when I cry in a theater, it is the most disgusting horrible experience. Uh, It is like snot coming out and shit. (laughs) And it is extremely close. Oh, it's like, oh, it's like drive here. It's like, kids, oh, my were, God. Oh, my the, God. The kids were crying, though, as much as the adults. No, I, I was. Like there's, oh, yeah. But I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I just bawled my freaking eyes out. And I'm like, good movie selection, a-holes. Like, I'm here in a foreign <laughs> land. I can't even recover. Anyway, so that was my first impression. Um, and then, you know, I watched it. This might have been I watched, the first movie I cried. Yeah. Oh well. Titanic. You didn't cry so at Titanic. I watched it. Everyone cried Eddie, at Titanic. Don't do this. Don't try. Me, don't try Sorry, to play Sean. It. Keep going, Sean. Anyway, so no, I and I'm sure I cried the second time, uh, probably when I bought it on Blu-ray, and then today I'm sitting on my bed and I'm just like, it's like eleven o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, <laughs> just crying. Right. Right. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Anyway, so let's yeah. let's get into the review. Let's talk about the movie. Well, let's talk about the cocktail. Yeah, first let's talk about the cocktail review. Oh shit. 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. I'm I get it. I get another it's talking. Okay. It is. The, it is out. weird that we, we got a drink with this. Uh, with this Pixar film, by the way. But you well, know, this is we're breaking boundaries, drink, guys. So just give you a heads up. <laughs> it was favorite drink in college. All right. So <laughs> as we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. This season, we really want to discuss the cocktail and more, and how it links up to movie selection. Everyone knows. Uh, when we watched the Bond movie, we paired it with a vodka martini, shaken not stirred, with a, li- a lemon pill. But tonight's cocktail was chosen none other than Brandon. So tonight, let's let he's gonna take us to the cocktail, one of his favorites. Um, it was my favorite in college. Uh, it is still it's still a go to, uh, DM Stray's go to. But tonight's cocktail is light and fluffy. It's just like the strawberry smelling fucking villain of our film. Fucking lots though. <laughs> At first, you think a strawberry daiquiri is going to just bring you in for a good one. But uh, before you know it, you're stuck face down in a sandbox with a few suspicious Lincoln logs. Sean, I really like that, man. Yeah, that's really good. That happens. That <laughs> comes full circle things. right there. You're I like, read the oh, script fuck. beforehand, too. God damn. To make a strawberry daiquiri, all you need to do is go to the store, find a bottle of good old reliable Bartles and James strawberry daiquiri, blend it on ice, or enjoy. Or what you can do is just literally clip the top off and then just chug the shit out of it. And if you get about three in, you're going to be gone for the night. For a complete recipe, <laughs> for a complete recipe, <laughs> we should just find a, a store listing of where you can buy this. Uh, go to our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com or on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast at the dot gentleman podcast because as we all know the dot means a lot the dot means a lot i love that so and much. full disclosure we're not we're not supported or promoting barrels and james no i actually have upgraded to however i've got upgraded to seagrams to, they, no. wait, <laughs> yeah. look at this i'm wearing i'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a shirt now look at I, this i just got sponsored i have upgraded to <laughs> sean you hear that i've upgraded to seagrams so i'm i'm a little yeah, bit more yeah, adulty so now listening Whoever's listening, first term, first term. Let me just tell you, Jamaican me crazy is amazing. (laughs) Jamaican crazy, dude. You're too much. Oh, Brandon. (laughs) Same me, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Okay, so let's let's talk about the movie. Let's start. I I think it's important to, for, for our generation watching this movie, Toy Story was kind of the first, in my opinion, first adult, like when I was actually not princess Disney, like first adult non gender female uh, Disney movie that I remember. Cause I remember like loving toy story, like as a, mm. like I wanted to play with the toys, wanted to play with like, I wa- wondered if my toys woke up in the middle oh, of the night. Who, like, okay. Wait, 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 stop all that. Did all of us, so cool. did all of us try to all sneak a peek in at our toys just to make sure that they weren't up to, to, to shit? <laughs> just catch us. So, catch us. Everybody does that. Time out. So. I'm letting you guys know that you wake up, you put your, wait, you go to sleep, you put your toys somewhere and you wake up. That toy was always somewhere else. I kid you not. Well, it's, you know what? Eddie would go and play with you. Jeremy, no, Jeremiah and uh, my mom, she told us she purposely at nighttime, she would set up our men to look at us. Which is fucking nighttime. crazy and she creepy. She thought it was creepy sometimes, hilarious and funny. She would set the army men like their, their, their troops walking away out, outside the, the door. She would randomly just do it when she was bored. Like on she the way would pull to bed. shit like that all the time. <laughs> why, like seriously, like I sleep with one eye open all the time now yeah, because of that shit. Like, she's like, "Who put the toys there?" And like, "Are you are you kidding right now?" Like, I don't know if you're serious. I mean, I was mine. Fuck of a thing, no, right? No, but there, I, I want to just jump off Sean what you were saying, but then Eddie, kind of what you were saying too in the in the first impressions, is that you know Eddie, you mentioned how 
your kids didn't necessarily have the same emotional connection. Mine didn't either. And I don't think that, I think that's kind of the same across the board is because these kids are coming to this, not knowing what Toy Story meant to us, but also just kind of in the bigger picture, right? I don't think it's just the fact that they're younger. It's the fact that they don't, they didn't grow up with this. Well, you haven't lived there for 30 years. Well, you haven't I done mean- that, but at the same time, no, but, but, but like I, like I was saying earlier is, is when I saw a Toy Story, I think we're all in the same boat here. We knew that we were seeing something completely different, right? That it just, it didn't mm. feel the same. It felt so different and new and exciting. Uh, I mean, everything, everything, is is it's computer the first time generated? You felt like you're Andy. Yeah, but every right. every it's, it's, I, it's almost like you felt like Andy. Yeah, yeah every animated you know, movie now sorry. is is computer generated. Like I I miss the days of old hand drawn animation, right? Hand drawn. You know, uh, name a movie that you've seen in the last for that have that's come out recently that's hand drawn. There's just it's not there, and it's sad. I think Princess and the Frog was. I think Princess and the Frog was probably the last Disney movie that was hand drawn. Probably is. What was the um, Fox movie with George Clooney? Oh, no, oh, that, that was stop motion. Fantastic, that was, uh, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. Uh, yeah. But, but, Which was yeah, fantastic. Fan, it was. <laughs> it was a great movie, but uh, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. This, to me, we lived through kind of, you know, everyone says when, when they saw Indiana Jones and Star Wars for the first time, it changed how, how they viewed movies. For me, this, you know, for our generation, it was animation changed dramatically during our, our lifetime. We even had such great uh, changes like Little Mermaid when we were really little to Beauty and the Beast uh, was just a huge leap forward, and then all of a sudden you had Toy Story, which was even which was even more significant. Yeah, well, I remember when Tarzan came movies. out. Remember Tarzan? Like everybody was talking oh, yeah, raving yeah. about the animation then. But Shrek, I mean Shrek, like those ty- DreamWorks, there was just such yeah, revolutionary changer, animation dude. during that period of time. So just visually, and what's I got, you know, I I watched all three because you know why not. So the difference between Toy Story one and Toy Story three, by the way, from an animation standpoint, tremendously different. Like oh, Mr. Potato Head epic. has such texture, and what. Toy Story Three is one of the greatest animated movies I've ever seen in my life. Like no, that shit I, is on I, point. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like the the opening sequence is probably one of the best animation. Simple as that, dude. It is like the yeah. greatest animation sequence. It is so big and so just perfect and everything. It's so bright. It comes off the screen. I mean, seriously, like it set the bar so high for the next decade to what they have to compete. And it still holds up. No, you know? it's, and that, I think that's the big thing is it holds it up. Cinematographically, got it in. Um, you know, it, it, ah. it revolutionized. It pushed what, what could be done. And then you see movies like Coco with the, with the color scheme that they used in Coco. Um, and one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies that come out now – and I think uh, I know the world shares my opinion for the most part is Encanto. Encanto, it's not Pixar, but it's still it's taken from Pixar and it's it's used the the foundations that Toy Story created and, and kind of put on the pavement. All these movies have just didn't the director updated. actually did Coco. Didn't the director actually did Coco as well? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, Last, he's just John La- no, oh, no. Uh, John uh, Lee, no Lee Unkrich, but. So it's Lee Unkrich, okay. um, who co-directed all, a lot of the other ones, and this was his first standalone um, movie. And by the way, I mean, I, I like Toy Story too. I don't. I think Toy Story two is kind of like the black sheep of the family that gets forgotten. It was a good it movie. Was a good Toy movie. Story two was good. Um, it was secretly good. First, at first, at first, I didn't like how. I, I always thought about this before the movie, and I always thought in the past, like I don't like how it jumped so far from Toy Story two to Toy Story three. Like I, I felt like there could have been another movie in between. 
of Andy somewhere in his right before teens a little bit. Yeah, high, high um, school. Yeah, a little bit. Like every so often, he secretly still plays with the toys and just like you know, this who's this little dork, but like still like trying to grow up and has his first girlfriend almost. Like it would been cool to see something like that and have you know like the. I feel like there's a movie I can sneak in there still, but mm. after seeing this movie today, it was like I, you almost grew up with the toys, and you know, like, and you know, it's like you saw yourself so much with just uh, in this in the whole franchise of Toy Story, and then Toy Story Four, like I agree with Brandon, just killed and dropped the big goose egg on everyone, and just hated it. I hated it. So yes, much. yeah. But think about this, uh, Eddie, too, and we, I agree with your analysis. But think about this. Uh, we were in 2008, we were finishing college, 2009, finishing college, right in there. I was 2009. I don't know about you, bro. 2009. Okay, whatever. What I'm <laughs> saying agent. is, what I'm saying is that this movie came out in 2010. So the generation that had watched it as a little kid was right at the same age, a little older than Andy, but a li- not, not much older than Andy. So I wonder if it was. They were playing for the fans, not for the story. Well, the you know best I mean? part because, is the voice of Andy I don't know, maybe, is the same guy. It's the same kid that was Andy right. and the small ones. Which is you pretty know? amazing, So they're aging the with him. It's kind of like boyhood, but just done better. So was the Sid guy. Uh, yeah, guys, Eric Von Detten. Yeah, did you notice that Sid was in this movie? It's pretty crazy, yeah, He was man. the trash the trash. He was guy. the trash man, the trash guy, dude. <laughs> so one He's, of the things that I absolutely thought that this movie did brilliantly, not, beyond the setup, the original kind of uh, animation, uh, you know, what are the train tracks and the, the, the orphans and all that, which was basically, by the way, the story in, in Toy Story, the f- first one, the opening scene. It was just that he was doing it by himself. Anyway, so then it gets into this like really this heavy moment where are they going to split up? Are they not going to split up? Where are they going to go? Are they going to go to the attic? Is he going to throw them away? To think about that moment in the movie, like to me, it set up. It, it, it set up a breakage like, hey, at the end of this movie or during this movie, Andy and the toys are no longer going to be together. And we as an audience have to get over that. And that no. to me was kind of a smart first move because it kind of sets you up that this is it. This is the last time. This is the last mm-hmm. story. I think all uh, the circle goes around. And I feel like part five and these are grown up, has some kids himself, finds the toys at the garage sale. <laughs> but no, I mean, you, you both. That, I would love that number one, Jared. What, what do you say? I, I I didn't think of that when I was watching this movie. I literally thought that Andy and the toys were like somehow like stick together. You know, now as you watch it again and everything, you kind of have that feeling that just that that, that okay, this is going to happen. It's always going to happen. This is what life is. You know, this movie, I, like if I, it dealt with more adult themes in the mm-hmm. previous Toy Story films and everything like that. Yeah. You know, and even other Pixar films, but. I didn't. I didn't want to believe it that Andy was going to get rid of his toys, you know, because yeah. like that's a part of his life and everything. But life happens. Yeah. Well, I think that's the most important theme of the movie is moving on. Is it just yeah. just because yeah. you know, you've enjoyed this, these moments? They've enjoyed you know twenty years of moments. It's time to you got to move on to a different phase. You got to find a different life, and it's painful and hard. But 
you got to move on. And that to me is so powerful and why the movie just is so good. Yeah. But so also staying with your friends. Yeah. You know, and that's together. it. That's, that's it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to eventually go into my rant against four because there's so much in three that just no, completely you contradicts four, four in here. You can't well, I'm going to talk to you about it. Just let you guys know, I have not seen four. Okay. Chair. Oh my God. Don't do it. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why in the end of my, my summary of the movie review, I've never seen four. And there's a reason why. So three, I'm watching it the whole time, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But three, the whole time I'm watching it, I, I, you can see that they've literally, and Sean, you said this from from literally scene one, they've set up this is the end. This is how we're going to culminate this beautiful franchise. You know, it's playing off the same riff. We have that beautiful montage of home video of Andy growing up. We have, uh, I mean, I just yeah. have to, I have to quote it because it, it literally, this is where we all cry is when. When Woody is waving goodbye and then Andy stops and says, oh, shit, what does he say? Um, it's, what is thank the, you guys. Yeah, thank you guys. Like literally that's the perfect thank end. You. It was the end that they've been building up. Like you could see that this is – their whole purpose was to end. Um, and for me, I, I looked at it and I said, you know, the, my my notes say the entire purpose of this movie is the realization of the importance of them staying together. And that – and Jeremiah, you yeah. said that. And that, to me, without spoiling it, is why four literally destroyed it. So I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and ask real quick: we're, when we rate this film, because I, I, I'm struggling with rating this on how many drinks it took. Because are we rating this film as far as the film's quality or my experience watching this again two days ago? Well, dude, it because has to be a bit of both. I got to bring four but in. You can't. You can't. I gotta. No, you gotta leave it out because you know, four. Four, I felt like Woody just wanted to get some ass. I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> felt like Disney wanted to get some ass. Disney was wait, like, wait, wait, wait. "Oh, we got Woody a gets a girlfriend." No, Jerry, you, you don't, don't want to know. Jeremy, Jeremy, you don't want to know. Peep came back in. All right, Jer- little Bo Peep, Peep came back, and and, and Woody, Woody leaves like, the group for her. Like, hey, Andy's not here anymore. Oh, was it like the Bachelor or some shit like that? Yes, he gets a first rose. God damn it. Huh. Uh, uh, it was more like the hangover. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you cannot be corrupted by other movies. All right. Like you can't I mean you, you never yeah. yeah. I understand. You but you never, just, I, I always wish they would have went more into the dad of Andy. Like ooh, see, and I love like, that. I love ooh. I love the fact so that we have a single not on the, Andy's not on the fourth one. Andy's not the fourth one. Um, Andy's not in the fourth one. He is one. not in the fourth one. No. Are you fucking serious? It's Bonnie. Bonnie is. They're Bonnie's toys. She does a bad, and then bad job. Of fucking Forky. Let's move on from four. Move on from four. Forky. Move on from four. All right. Well, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about when they get to the uh, sun. What is it? Sunny side. Sunny side. No, sunny. Yeah, sunny side. Sunny side. Sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. Daycare. Okay. <laughs> so they get to sunny side day, daycare. And it's like my favorite part is like, oh, my God. Everyone loves it here. It's wonderful. But I don't know if you've ever been to a, uh, a no, like an old folks home. But when you walk into an old folks home, everyone's super happy to see you. Like it's like, oh my god, you've come to see me. I'm I'm so excited. And then it turns dark very quickly. <laughs> like after lunch, everyone's falling asleep in front of the fireplace. It's well, completely you, you pretty much you walked it. You walked, they, yeah. they, 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 all the old people. Yeah, walked, right? yeah. It's, it's, oh, god. it turns very. And I'm like, I'm uh, watching this movie, going, oh fuck, it's gonna turn hard. Like it's. 
gonna, the windows are gonna lock, the doors are gonna lock, and it's gonna be a shit show. I literally anyway, had a different yeah. vibe to this movie because, like, I didn't like sharing my toys when I was little. Like, I hated no, fucking didn't. other kids. Hate, yeah, your brother also. Yeah. yeah, but I love you, dude. But you know, you, you got the, the you, you up toys. No, you always got the best one. I always give you the one that you always liked, and you just got the shit, the rest of the shit. But you always got that one favorite Eddie's one that you still liked. Bitching when he However, was a kid. Jesus, <laughs> but I I hated when other kids would just come in and like grab your shit and take your shit and throw them throw them around, hands all sticky, all gross and everything like that. Yes, and just I seeing agree. that in uh, uh, on Toy Story three, I'm just like, oh fuck that, yo! Those <laughs> fucking kids are dirty. What the hell, yo? <laughs> yeah. I was never a toy person, so this didn't really resonate for don't me. Don't tell me that you had an encyclopedia that, no, or some shit was, like he that. He was at right? that. No, I just I wasn't a toy person. He he had he had Sean beverage rocks or whatever, right? You had Sean had collections. Yeah, I feel like, like Sean a, had collections. Like a pet rock, like models yeah. or something. He did have a pet uh, rock. <laughs> you had models, huh? <laughs> he did. Jesus, I had. Uh, I had a I did have pet. Lincoln logs. <laughs> I had Lincoln logs. Potato, potato head. <laughs> no, I, no, I never had a Mr. Potato. Oh, everybody but then had I went into like head. erector sets. I liked all that kind of stuff. But I, I was not like a like a toy person. That was just not oh, my thing. Man, I love you. Didn't have cans? No, I had a whole bunch of army men. I don't count that as <laughs> this uh, guy army men. Yeah, they, army they, they, like they Daniel. Had. Daniel had a had a GI Joes. Yeah. No, big ones too, though. Yeah, the GI Joes. And then yeah. I realized, and then no, GI Joes were like the you know the no he had like the freaking like the nine GI Joe brand, yeah. Yeah, but then I realized no, but he wasn't talking like the small collection. Yeah, I don't know about this anymore. Like I don't really play with them as much. That's when you got into Ninja Turtles. Oh, Ninja Turtles. See, I was. I was really into the Power Rangers and like the Ninja Turtles. Like I was into the shows and going out in the backyard and like like playing in the backyard not with like yeah. toys so. i had a i had a ghostbusters what, what was your toy like uh oh. ecto play you guys remember that and it was, it was amazing yeah an ecto yeah. Pla- yeah. yeah yeah jeremiah had every star wars figure yep. in the world he his bedroom was the death star of everything like, but i never got star the wars death star i never got it this is going to go to my question what was your favorite toy growing up your favorite fucking toy that you took that toy everywhere i had uh i remember i had a a batman it was from the Michael Keaton Batman movie, and I remember it was, it was a Batman toy, and I remember I, I was probably God, I was probably four or five, and I was probably a little bit five or six, and that guy came with me everywhere. For me, I think I was a big uh, favorite toy is hard to yeah. take. I had, I had, but I know I went through a big micro machine phase. Oh, yeah, Fuck and yeah, Legos, dude. Legos and micro machines, and I just feel like, like still to this day, my kids have my micro machines on top of their micro machines. It's kind of. Do you guys remember monsters in my them. pocket? You guys remember that? That was a, that was a cheap ass Nintendo I game. Ca- I remember creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers. Yeah, Ooh, I had creepy crawlers. Yeah, I had Shawnee creepy crawlers. Was, <laughs> I, you, you ate it. And, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I got you, you right like, there, Sean. You could make your own. You could put <laughs> yeah. them in a little machine. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that shit. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Did anyone feel a little sad though when? Uh, so Woody left the friends right before all hell went down, right? And you saw like Woody was like, "Okay, Buzz, let's go." And like Buzz was like, yeah, don't tell a little first like the friendship of like, hey buddy, I have to stay here. It was a little like, ooh, like that hit me a little bit differently, just all the time now. But especially now, and and then like Woody's like, Buzz goes for a handshake, and Woody just like tips his hat and just walks away. And that was like, it was super sad 
It was so sad. But see, here's the it thing: really what, what would have happened movie. if if Woody wasn't taken to to college? Like, if he was if he was cast out in the bag with the rest of them, would he have gone back to Woody or gone back to Andy? I don't think so. Right? What do you think? No, well, he not, wouldn't. I mean, not according to the end of the movie. I mean, no, not according to the end of the movie. He wouldn't. He would stay with the people. But this was the second time that you kind of had that that theme of separation of moving on right so you like woody made sure all of his friends were okay and then he it. was yeah and then, and then he was gonna <laughs> be like okay. Gonna be okay you know i'm gonna go and then he goes to bonnie's and he kind of gets that that taste of what what it could be and i'm sorry that the the scenes at bonnie's when that tea party and that whole thing that's going on at that house, I was laughing the entire time. <laughs> like, just, just blend in. You'll be okay. It was a lot of improvisation. We're either in Paris or we're in New Jersey. Are you a professional? You're so are you natural. Classic, are you classically trained? Yeah. Oh, God. That's so funny. <laughs> but I like how, like, the school all become, like, it felt like Shawshank for some yeah. reason. Like, all of a sudden, it, it was like. It like what the fuck? I don't remember this vibe in this movie when I first saw it. Yeah, like the baby, the big baby. Oh, the, the baby dark. was, was creepy as hell. Everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, and, and I mean, Toy Story and the and the writers of Toy Story. I mean, they don't stray too far from the apple tree because ultimately the the villain in two is the same exact villain as in three, right? You've got you know the the yeah. prospector. Yeah, you got well, you got the three. you got oh, the villain. prospector who oh. you think is a you, at the beginning you think he's a good guy and then it's like the Scooby Doo basically is you got the good guy who turns out to be the bad guy. Lotso's the same way. Um, what I love though about Lotso is that he has a purpose for being so bitter, you know, and I think that that's yes. that's a really right. that's a really ballsy thing for Pixar and Disney to do is to give a backstory I so that we, we can we, all relate to it. Yeah, we, we relate, relate to, to it. that dude. Yes. Yeah, being so forgotten it, and just no, it's like being forgotten. But it's this movie showed a lot about. The toys, you almost feel bad for like some of your toys. Like shit, man, I, I should not throw away toys like that. Maybe I should give it to a good family home or something. Not just like a like a, like to throw away in the trash can or like a garage sale. Like it made you feel like some of these toys. You, there's emotional connections to these, and you never really paid attention to it until this movie kind of brought a good picture. This part three really showed you the life of a toy, and it was just like God, like this is really kind of interesting, and in how they can be replaced like that. And just imagine, like, if there is a life of a toy, like, and how they might feel, like, just being forgotten. And it, it beyond the toy, it kind of tells you about, you know, your connections with people. And it just gets you real sad of, like, you could instantly be forgotten and somebody could replace you without knowing it. It brought different emotions there that was super sad. I think we can all relate to that, you know. I mean, that's what was so crazy about watching this villain on screen was just, like, He's the forgotten one, you know. He feels like he's betrayed, you know. He feels empty, you know. Replaced, and, yeah. You know, replaced, you know. And it's just like, and it's so weird because usually, like a, a villain usually has like some type of like um like an arc, you know. Like, oh, okay, this is where he realizes this, or he falls, or something like that. He doesn't have this one, you know. In the end, he actually found someone that actually really loved him in a lot of ways because he actually took him and shit like that, you know, regarding to a guy that remember, you know, what type of a, a toy that was and just hugged it, you yeah. know. So, but it was weird watching that, dude. I think the the worst part about the whole Lotso story arc is when he has a chance to save the others and he doesn't, right? Where he, he gets helped up. And I mean, that you, you see it's coming from a mile away. But at the same time, oh, I love that oh, wow. true villain. He was that's true when that, and that's what it is. He, oh, no. he shows himself as being just but, beyond beyond uh, repair. Uh, okay, so here, here 
resentful. Here, here's why I don't. But here's why I don't agree with you, Brandon. Because that I was expecting him to push the button and them to yeah. figure out a way out and all of this. Then that it subverted my expectations because it didn't happen as I expected it to. And they continued down and I'm like, okay, well I'm going to my head. I'm like, there's no one left to save them. There's no one left. Like, and that they're scene where they're like, this they, is how well, this movie is going to end. When they're holding <laughs> hands, hold hands that's intense as hell. And this shit is going to end. Yeah. Like, and, and what, how, deep, how was it going to end? Very yeah. dark. <laughs> And I'm like, alive. This, this is how it's gonna end. This is how they're Termin- gonna go out. Terminator two or something like that. And then all of a sudden you're brought back. Yeah. I'm like, they're just gonna go. And and all of a sudden you're brought back all the way to Toy Story One to the pizza port with you know, with the with with the claw, claw with the yeah. aliens, and it's like what a perfect way to redeem all these characters, to grab them up and to bring them out like Oh God! I just this whoever wrote this movie, I bet was crying as they're like writing these. They're going down to the incinerator. They all join hands, and all hope is lost. And then all Woody's of a sudden, the last, Woody's the last one to actually realize. Everyone else yeah. is holding hands, and everyone, Woody's the last one to actually realize. Hey. Yeah. Come on, partner. We're going down. Like, let's go down together, dude. But that was so dope, dude. I mean, come on. He was like the guy who was the last one to close his eyes. He knew that that was his fate. But he was gonna go down, like you know, Mordor and shit. You know that like, he was gonna tell, fucking just go down. <laughs> little little sneakle. The, the music though, also the little music too. I, I don't yeah. know if it's like the the, the that, that I don't know was it the I don't know the soundtrack or the yeah was it just the, the background music? The, the score. score. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of the word. The score was really good in this movie. Like in certain parts, it just definitely hit you. Like, oh wow, like good, so, good little background music here. Yeah. So when when they're when the claw comes down and it picks them up, I swear I heard ET. I swear I heard ET <laughs> when they're when they're flying on the planes. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> so, but I I was I cried like I mean ugly cry. They're in the incinerator. I'm ugly crying. I'm like, okay, they're out. You know, they're gonna get. They're gonna go into the attic. They're everything's going to be fine. And then that mo- the movie turns again and it punches you in a way that you don't expect because two times got them going, you know, yeah, yeah it, it punches you. And then you've got that last play, like that last introduction of all the characters when Andy is sitting on the lawn. Oh, that was Bonnie. beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. I, I cannot like, once again, I cannot tell you as, as a, a child who watched these characters be born on screen then right now. come and, and be and be reintroduced and in their purest forms you know mr and mrs potato head are madly in love rex you know rex you know wallace sean's voice he is Ham. the most yeah he is the most dangerous dinosaur ever <laughs> <laughs> ham is mr P- you know the evil mr pork chop you have like I love that yeah <laughs> I, love I never knew that as a kid until like Oh my god! But when he when he <laughs> reaches in, when he looks in and he sees that Woody's in there, right? And he goes like, "How'd you get in here?" And he's got that. Mo- I love it when he takes it when she's reaching for him, and he pulls it back. He pulls Woody back, Hesitate. and it's like, no, no. that that I, I don't care wh- who what kind of film this is. That's brilliant filmmaking. It's such a subtle little moment, but man, it speaks such fucking volumes. And the way that Andy does something that I I personally couldn't do as a as a fan of toys and and you know knickknacks he gives i would have kept it he gives him over and i think that that is such a fucking 
statement about Andy and about the goodness of of giving over moving to on. the next. Yeah, about He's moving on. He's got to move on. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What is something that in your childhood that you will pass down to your kids? That I know that we all have something that we will pass something down to our kids. What is that? I, I, I was, I've been thinking this quite some time. I mean, besides all the other crap, one thing that really meant to me growing up, and I have two of them, so I thought about this, but I guess Avery might have to be tough luck right now. I have to think of something for Avery right now. <laughs> but, That's Selena's job. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kept most of my baseball gloves growing up. Yeah. So I have my college glove. I have my high school glove. I'm going to give one each of them to my boys. And, you know, if they don't play baseball, oh, well, you know, but I mean, right now they love baseball and it's, and they've seen it and they, they know it's like the, it's on the altar of like, don't touch it. It's like the like Sandlot, like the Babe Ruth ball, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. dad's glove. Don't, don't touch that one. Like, but overall, like that's something I think I'm going to hand pass it down to my kids for toy wise. I don't know. I can't think of it right now, but for something that yeah. I, I hold cherishable is my college baseball glove, my high school baseball glove, you know, something like that. Sean, what about you? Okay, my mine mine's gonna be my movie collection because, I, and this is weird because I remember watching movies with my grandfather like at two o'clock in the afternoon at his house. Like that's something that my parents have really promoted is mm-hmm. the love of old movies, old musicals, old you know stuff that's dying. This stuff is is gonna be gone forever, mm-hmm. and no one's ever gonna know that it was even here. And so I'm gonna carry on that that love or hopefully that at least appreciation for what built the movies that came today. I like it. I love it. Um, Brandon. Piggybacking off of actually both of you guys. Um, for me growing up, one of my, one of my, I guess, favorite peaceful moments was I would go and I would, I would break out my binder of baseball cards and I had, you know, one of those huge, huge binders that, oh, you know, they sold back in the nineties. And I would just flip the pages and I, you know, didn't even care about the stats. I just looked at the, the, the images and it was like, I want to be a baseball player. I want to look like that person or I want to, I want to be on that team. And, and, um, I have, you know, I've got thousands and thousands of baseball cards and I can't wait to be able to say here, these are, these meant something to me and now they're yours. And if you, Eddie, you said it exactly right. If, if, you know, my kids don't ever open up the book and, and look at any of the, the cards, that's their choice and that's fine. But it's something that meant so much to me that it was a it was a way to find you know that's that inner peace of just sitting on the, of the my bedroom floor and just flipping through these these images yeah. of baseball players um, and wanting so desperately to be one of them um, that it meant something to me and I hope that someday yeah it can mean something to to, to our kids and and Jer what what, what do you have it. I love it I love it both good, both good would, choices guys you would think it would be like my vinyl collection but i might just keep that forever <laughs> yeah yeah that's, he's gonna be buried with the fucking vinyl collection <laughs> yeah, in his yeah. coffin i don't know if jeremy or brandon knows this but i was like you're like he so, would get but sorry jeremy hold on he would get so mad because our housekeeper would come in and he would <laughs> he would, he would have fuck to with my records <laughs> Just, he, house, just to like house, vacuum his room. Housekeeper like, didn't know stayed. He was yeah, fuck yeah, with my know. records. He was <laughs> fuck with my records. I'm like, why would you touch it? Like, Poor George didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> That's funny. That's you, funny. So it, you think it would be my records, but no, it would be my um my Calvin and Hobbes collection. That Ooh, meant a I lot to it. me when I was yes. little. Where I used to just go on adventures with Calvin and Hobbes, and when I didn't have that much friends when I was little because I was just kind of like you know awkward and shit, those stories and just laughing at those panels and just 
being a part yes. of Calvin and understanding who Calvin is and just learning how Hob is and whatnot, those things mean everything for me. And hopefully I can pass down to my child or my children regarding to this is something that I want you to explore this new world enjoy because this actually saved my life when I was little. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, not to, uh, I want to go back to a couple of things in the movie before we finish up. Number one is uh, buzz in Spanish mode and oh, in reset God. mode. So freaking good. <laughs> that was fucking great. I love it. Love it. Love it. Because I think buzz in Spanish mode is probably one of my favorite. Uh, yes, like, that, it, was, it was not expecting none of that. And it, it, it was funny. So it was super funny. I think that that watching that again with with my seven year old, uh, I was reminded or, or shown just how this is an adult film. You know, adult. You know, it's it's a grown up film in a lot of ways because I'm watching it, I'm laughing, and I'm enjoying the shit out of it, and and. My seven-year-old's like, Dad, read it for me. I can't read that fast. And and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, what what kid, you know, this is a kid's movie. What kid's going to read subtitles? So literally, you see this, <laughs> and you, you, you see that the, the director and the writing and, and everything, they're like, this is a joke for mom and dad to just go ahead and just laugh at, go way over the, the kids' heads. That's what's perfect about, And yeah. I mean, it just, to me, it shows, honestly, I'll, I'm watching this movie again. I'm just like, God, that is so ballsy for them to do in a quote unquote kids' movie over and over and over. And that's just another one. It was one of the funniest things that I've seen in, in movies, period. Um, and they played it so well. They played it, you know, perfectly with the, with the Spanish mode. And then when, um, what, Woody asks Jesse if she's going to be okay. And, and she's like, well, I know how to, I know about Buzz's yeah, Spanish like, mode. I know how to put him in. Right? It's just like, oh, <laughs> man, it's great. It's perfect. Buzz doesn't you know. It's like, what the hell did you just do to me? How can yeah. I dance? I don't know how to actually dance. I, I think my favorite thing about this movie was actually Barbie and Ken and their whole, like, you know, getting together know, and whatnot. Yeah. I felt like I've known you my whole life. <laughs> yeah, and Lots was like, there's literally 10 million of her. It's just insane. <laughs> But that was that was beautiful when he said, but no, there's only one of her, you know, and that's just awesome. Ken stayed. Yeah, Ken stayed. That was cool. But I didn't know that was my Michael Keaton, dude. His Michael Keaton. Keaton. It's hard to it's hard to hear him though. He didn't sound like Michael Keaton. Yeah. So here's here's a question I want to ask for you guys. Your favorite character of the Toy Story franchise. Well, who's your favorite character? I'm going first. uh, I'm going first. Rex. I've loved Rex since I was six years old. (laughs) Seven, whatever we were. I love Rex. <laughs> Never thought he, he would be reach. a William sh- sh- William fan, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I love him. But no, like, well, Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. But I love that when yeah, yeah, they Sean. can't get both. Oh, it's so good. Sean, you, buddy. So mine is is always been a, a combination. It's Mr. Potato Head to me has always been just <laughs> hysterical. But I love the Fun. army men. <laughs> I, I, I love the yeah the general the army men. <laughs> I've always loved him <laughs> when, when they're doing recon in the first movie and they're looking you know uh, I repeat is is that uh, well, I can't see it I can't see it men. <laughs> <laughs> Put the batteries in. Put the batteries in. When, when there's like uh, when they're assuming the position because mom is coming and she mother she steps on one and they're pulling him aside and he's like injured. I think the army men are the most clever portions of them. Anyway, so oh, Mr. Potato Head though is is uh, yeah I think. No, that's good. Um, as 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 bullshit as this like, might sound, I think Woody's the, my favorite oh, yeah. character. And the reason why is this is just how loyal yeah. he is to Andy and just it's just it's all about friendship and how he would just go to the ends of the earth to someone yes. and I and I, I fucking love that. Oh yeah. Those are good ones, guys. 
What about you? I, yeah. So this movie overall, the overall franchise, yeah. it's Slinky. Oh, for some reason, I felt. Oh, I love Slinky. I, yeah, I liked him in the the first, first movie. He was loyal to Woody, and the, you know, and he just and then he like. I don't know. It was just cool. I've, he didn't see much of him in this movie. I mean, you know, you saw little parts of him. Like Woody's like, okay, Slinky, get everyone here. It's like Slinky's like, we're all here. Like <laughs> he, this is all that's left, buddy. Uh, and then so, but, you know, the the this movie, I really, really, really liked Ham because he was just like funny, like dibs on the Corvette when like Barbie gets, <laughs> <laughs> or like he's like, I'm, yeah, gonna check, yeah. I'm gonna check how much we grow on eBay right now. Yeah. Hold on, <laughs> he was just funny. He, he he grew up with me. Right, now. I don't know why. So uh, the, the, the reason voice. Slinky Dog, yeah, the reason Slinky Dog wasn't in this one as much is because he, uh, the voice died. actor died. Yeah. yeah, and he was replaced by a very uh, good, good. It sounds uh, really good. Choice. Yeah, he, yeah, but it was it was Ernest, right? The original yeah, Ernest, Ernest, Ernest. Yeah, the, the guy who used to play Ernest. I don't know what his name was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one was Blake Clark. Yeah. My frustration yeah. is anytime I ever had a Slinky growing up, uh, it lasted about. Three minutes before it got like stretched out straight. We get stretched out. And I'm watching these and the kids pull him. I'm tangled. like, that's bullshit. He would be, he would be literally like tangled to all. Yeah. Oh, oh that scene where Sleeky Dog has the entire cast yes. tangled in his body. Well, it's like in the first movie, right? He's literally holding on to to the the little oh, RC God. car yeah. and the the moving van and. Um, and yeah, there's no way. Like I, I know we're watching a movie about toys that come alive and talk, but at the same time, no. Ah, uh, I gotcha. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, oh dude, he's a beast. Are you okay there? Are you full moon? I'm Batman. <laughs> Can you provide a scale, brother? <laughs> um, oh, okay, now you guys, guys are fans. Now you guys are fans. Yeah. Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, I filled your first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're in the Uber lifting home. Four, a rough morning watch of shame. Five, you blacked out spring break. Shit face, shit face drunk. drunk. Shit face, spring break drunk. You know, I was, you know. Anyways. <laughs> He's uh, there. Uh, Jeremiah, let's start with you. I haven't started with you in a while. It's Sean. Okay. So uh, this movie to me was the perfect culmination of 20 years of animated film. And it brought my childhood to a close in a beautiful way. It was unexpected. I think uh, if star Wars had followed this protocol with their new trilogy, we would have all been better off in the star Wars franchise in that we brought back great characters. We put them in grave peril. I actually thought they were going to kill off at least one or two of these toys. And at the end of the day, you had this beautiful send off this last play date with Andy, where you got reintroduced at their core characters. You know, Woody is brave. And the best part about him is he'll follow you to the end and he's loyal and he's wonderful. I think that the voice actors got into their stride in this movie. And I understand why Disney pushed to make a fourth one and make a billion dollars. I think it was wrong. They shouldn't have done it. Uh, I think that was a horrible decision. But this movie is, if you're going to look at animated movies, I think it's as close to perfection as you could possibly get. I'm giving it a 0.25. I think this is... The story's great. The the cast is great. The music's great. I, I can't tell you on one hand 
the flaws of the movie. I mean, maybe three. There may be two, three flaws, and I don't even care to talk about them because I think this movie is as close to perfect exactly. as you're going to get. Yeah. So uh, that's my score and a simple review. Uh, uh, let's go to Jeremiah. What do you think? I have to say that that Toy Story 3 has to be one of the top Pixar films of all time. And like, if not least the top three next to Up and Wally, and maybe even The Credibles, which I can easily say is the best, one of the best superhero movies ever made. However, I think this movie from beginning to the end is magnificent. I mean, the ending alone, I mean, it talks. The heartstrings. It's like that feeling of saying goodbye to part of your youth when you think about it. Like it really got to me. It's like you're letting go of it and you're just being a part of life, but we hold on to those memories forever. And this movie just was able to capture that feeling. Now that I'm older, you know, it's like very uh, nostalgic and everything like that because we say goodbye to old friends, but we always keep a piece of them. A piece of them always stays with you forever when you think about it. I have not seen Toy Story 4 and because I, I didn't need to. Because this movie, it wrapped out everything in the best way. Love, friendship, and just being together. And it was just magic. This movie was the perfect ending for me, I think, for Woody, for Buzz, and for Andy. I mean, that's why I didn't need to see Toy Story 4. And I will probably will never see Toy Story 4 because this fucking movie did everything that I wanted to see. This is probably one of my favorite Pixar movies ever. So this is a .25 as well for me, guys. It's a nice. half a shot. Ed, you want to take no, it on me too? Oh, half a shot. Yeah, sorry. I'll, t- I'll take it. Ed, take it. Ed, take it. I from I agree with everything Brand, uh, Sean and Jeremiah said. Like this movie from start to end is by far every scene is truly amazing, right? Like I just think like if anything, I felt like the movie wasn't long enough. I realized I was almost halfway through the movie. I was like, no, I was like, no. I said, like just keep it going. Like and, you know, the kids, <laughs> the kids were enjoying it, and it was just a movie that I was like, don't end. I, that's probably the only thing it was like they wrapped it up too soon you know you should easily gone another 30 minutes i think everyone would have loved it like a little bit more details of possibly i don't know like i don't know that's it was hard like memories i don't know maybe show memories of woody and and buzz or this the game all together like they did that in the beginning it was beautiful this movie is very beautiful i love this movie this is probably the perfect pixar movie um, for me i don't think there's better like that Toy Story franchise is the franchise I like to show my kids. I personally like this one better than Incredibles, uh, than Finding Nemo. Uh, the two, the first two movies were great. Put it on track for this one to be great. Um, they kept the very light. This one became wasn't afraid to go darker, and I loved it because it was to show the the harsh reality of life, like in a weird way of toys. Also, they have their own lives, but it it just shows you also what could happen. You know, what happened when you don't take care of friendships or what happened when you don't take care of it? Like Sean said, the great, like, uh, remind you of a kind of like the, the sunny side, remind you of kind of like an old folks home. And almost like instead of like think of it as toys, but think of it like your grandparents and like they're how they still have life in them. And you just, you know, they just get put in this area and no one comes visits them. And then you get, you know, they sad. get treated bad. It was super sad. I liked how Sean's his analogy there was, was really good. The Toy Story trilogy is by far one of my favorites. I like to say I didn't want this, and I loved it how the the claw saved them in the very last scene. Uh, <laughs> like that was like it had me on my seats, and I watched it ten times already. Still had me on my seats. Like, <laughs> like uh, and I liked how Lotso got what was coming to him in the very end. He got to be in the very front of a big truck <laughs> and just had to taste buds for the rest of his life. Um, it's hard to find. Uh, 
situations with this movie, what, what, what I didn't like. Like, it, I don't think there's much besides I wish it was just longer. I agree with uh, Jeremy and Sean's score. I'm going to give it a 0.25. Uh, half of a half a shot. So, yes. Half a half a half a half a Yes. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, take us home. When I was thinking about this, and, and, and spoiler alert, we all talked about this one because um, we wanted to find – uh, a really great 2010s pick. And I, I really wanted something that I, I felt like we could all get behind. And when we kind of settled on Toy Story 3, I think all of us were like, yes, this is it. Um, and my only concern as I was like hanging up the phone the other day was this is going to be a zero for me. This is going to be a zero for me because I can still, you know, I've only seen this movie probably three or four times, same Sean as you were saying. But I can still like viscerally remember sitting in the theater. I actually saw this. I don't rarely do this, but I saw this movie twice in, in theaters. Like I remember sitting in the El Capitan, and then we went and saw it again in, in you know Edward Cineplex or whatever. And I can remember both times just breaking down and not knowing how to feel, but just knowing that I, I felt everything at the end and feeling perfect for it. So I mean, I was going into this with a zero, and uh, despite what you guys are saying. I couldn't get four <laughs> out of my mind. And so a couple lines, and I just have to say it. I have a couple quotes from fucking Woody from now on. We stick together. That's bullshit, Ed. Or not Ed. That's not Ed. That's bullshit, Woody. That's bullshit, Ed. That's bullshit, Woody. You just um, went back to Halloween. <laughs> shit. Um, a couple other times he says, you know, we're not, we're not, gonna, we're not bad. We're, we're, we're staying together, right? He chooses to go with them instead of go off to college and be with Andy. And we know how much Andy means to him. And then for him to pull that shit for. So what went from a zero and literally it, it is a zero movie for me, but I could not watch this movie without having that, that horrible, bad taste of a movie that was still yet to come in the franchise and so i think that you guys hit right on it i'm going to go 0.25 which i know makes the math really really simple um but i'm going to go with a 0.25 also because it took a, a perfect movie and uh with the introduction reintroduction of Bo fucking peep you ruin a franchise or hurt the franchise quite a bit <laughs> so in case you need to have help with the you math, just couldn't let, uh, you, I guess you, could, you you couldn't let it go. I guess yeah, <laughs> I couldn't let go, man. I couldn't I couldn't move on. Uh, I, Toy Story three didn't teach me enough, but yeah. All right, when we combine those uh, those scores and divide by four, what does uh, Toy Story three get an average rating of? There, Eddie. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone knows this math, but it's a point two five. <laughs> so uh, and, uh, and Jeremiah, where does that put us on the? On the list of films that we reviewed. Oh, tied in second place. Second, tied in second place. Tied in second place. Behind a, uh, a four-way tie. Behind Empire Strikes Back. Which, what, 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 how weird is that that we Empire. had a zero across the board for Empire Strikes Back? We never had a zero across the board for Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Except for Eddie, you. I'm sorry, Except for Eddie. you, Ed. Yeah, you're Except right. For you. We didn't. Luke. I am your father. <laughs> I still look at I still look at that as zero point zero six. Get the fuck out it's of here with that. It's a perfect <laughs> movie. Zero point zero two six. I prefer to movie. round so I was, round up to the nearest zero. So good job, Ed. I was I was looking at uh, I was looking at the lyrics to "You've Got a Friend in Me," right? So the last verse is, "And as the years go by, our friendship will never die. You're gonna see it's our destiny that you've got a friend in me." I nice. think that is, I mean, 
I'm, I'm telling unless you, you though, unless you get a uh, unless you give it a half for fucking Empire Strikes Back, then your fucking friendship goes. Yeah, I'm telling you though, <laughs> if, if Disney is smart, they have an easy story here. Yeah, and you, it's for sure. Andy, Andy when he's a dad and he has a daughter and a, and a son. You, you know, know you, and, can, you can say a bunch of things are for certain in life, and one of the four certain things you could do is Disney will fuck this <laughs> up just as bad as everything else because right. that's what Disney does. Oh, <laughs> and like they have the gym, the, yeah. and they make they make it a piece of shit every time. And like, it could be like a little funny, like Andy's on this mission to like find some of the the last remaining ones. Dude, that would be able to fucking find like four. He, he finds out Woody was re- was really was actually really valuable and could <laughs> buy a house, <laughs> or needs it to put fuel in his car. I don't know, man. Something like that. I'm I'm just I'm just saying this. I'm glad I have not seen Toy Story Four. Fuck. Yeah, don't don't watch. Don't, it. Do, don't it, watch it, it. don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Jeremy, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got coming up next? I think it's our last 2010s pick. Is that yeah, correct? it's actually my pick, actually. But guess what? The audience, you listening right now, get to choose my film. I have a list of films that's going to be on the Instagram on our page and everything like that. You make the selection of what you guys want to actually hear us do. They're good films. Sean may not like one of the film. I only have one. I'm not going to say it. There's only one that I definitely don't want it to be. Um. So, yeah. so I have about up, four. Yeah, <laughs> it's not up to you guys. It's not up to me. <laughs> oh man! All Listen right. Well, uh, so what? Jeremiah, you're not a Mad Max fan, <laughs> Jeremiah. I, I believe that uh, th- that and our group pick are our last two of season three. Season. Is, that, is that correct? Yes, we are coming close to the end of season wow. three. Wow! So we're almost there, everyone. So yeah, uh, go to our Instagram page because I'm actually going to remove these films, and you're just going to choose the movie actually. It's gonna like be really surprised. Okay, Can you guys, give me a heads up because I like to know. I watch the movie before the last second, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or watch the movie at all. All right, if you enjoyed our podcast, right. please, uh, <laughs> please subscribe. subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast at the dot gentleman podcast you can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com and we look forward to your emails at hosts with an s at the gentleman podcast.com uh, i also also by the way have been contacted by amazon uh podcast they want us to uh to do a little little pr- uh, promotion over there so we're gonna probably start promoting on on amazon which is exciting and uh we thank you all for listening and uh cheers gentlemen we will see you uh in two weeks in cheers two weeks two weeks cheers, cheers guys oh Damn, what was that, man? That was like the That was like um, with Law and Order. Bum, bum. <laughs> daiquiris. Everyone like their daiquiris? Everyone love their daiquiris.